The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, TGIF and TGFF, thank God for Fridays. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, October 8, 2021. Friday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Cain. She lived and died in the 5th century and was one of 24 children of King Brickin of Brecknock, Wales. She refused several suitors' offers of marriage and became a hermitess on the banks of the Severn River in Somersetshire, England. After living there for several years, during which she traveled widely, she was persuaded by her nephew, St. Caddock, to return to Wales. Exactly where she spent her last days is not known, but during her travels she founded numerous churches in South Wales, Cornwall, and perhaps Somerset. St. Cain, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you, and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that every baptized person may be engaged in evangelization available to the mission by being witnesses of a life that has the flavor of the gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus, we often like to accompany you in your public life, to see you as you preach to the people as you heal the sick, as you journey from one place to another, chatting with your disciples as a group or individually. It's nice for us, it's good for us to contemplate you in your public ministry, that public work you did in the latter three years of your earthly life. And today in the Gospel we see you in the midst of your public life, but it's an event that probably gives us pause for thought. St. Luke says that when Jesus had driven out a demon, some of the crowds said, by the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he drives out demons. And in fact, in the Gospel, Lord, you go on to speak a lot about the devil and about demons. And it does make us think because it's so serious. It's even a little scary. Not only do you preach and heal and encourage and restore joy and health and hope to people, you also cast out demons. 
the devil. The devil is real. He's not merely a symbol for evil, a personification of evil. The devil is a real person, an angel, a fallen angel. This is part of our faith. It's it's not just an idea. It's very true. And there's no doubt that life is a battle. Our, our own life and within history itself, there's an ongoing battle between good and evil. And that is because there is the prince of darkness, he who was a murderer and a liar from the beginning, the devil. And is this something that should make us afraid or shy or timid or or hesitant or worried? Not at all. As some of the saints have said, the devil is more like a ferocious dog, but he's chained up. He can do nothing against us unless we vol- unless we voluntarily go towards him. So we should never be afraid of the devil. The grace of God, the tiniest, as it were, drop of the grace of God is more powerful than, than evil, than even great evil. And as beloved children of God, um, as people who are in and with Christ, we have no reason for fear. With our Lord, our Lord has completely overcome the devil. That victory is completely done and dusted. And besides this, we have the intercession of Our Lady. And more specifically, maybe it's worth praying a little bit about the rosary in this month of the rosary. The rosary which is such a powerful weapon against the forces of evil and against the devil and the demons. You could say the rosary is like the heavy artillery of the battle for goodness, for love, for holiness. It's like a great big nuclear bomb of goodness, of grace, of heaven. St. Josemaria once wrote, The Holy Rosary is a powerful weapon. Use it with confidence and you will be amazed at the results. And it is true, when we pray the rosary with confidence, we will have faith and we will see the results. But that idea of the rosary being a weapon, it implies the reality of a battle. That it is naive to think that we just sail through life. No, life is a battle. That's why we're strengthened constantly by the grace of God and in a special way in the sacrament of confirmation. We're prepared for the battle. We're made strong. But all of this, this battle is good-natured, it's a serene battle, it's not anxious, it's not a troubled battle. It's a battle that's based on the redeeming victory of Jesus Christ. And the rosary is one of the principal arms in that battle, one of the principal weapons. The devil does not like the rosary. That's why I'm sure he tries to dissuade people from saying the rosary. Or maybe it's more subtle. Maybe people don't realize or tend not to realize the incredible depth and beauty and wealth of the rosary as a prayer. The Holy Father, Pope Francis, um, said a few years ago that the rosary is, quote, a sustaining prayer 
in the battle against the evil one and his accomplices. Well, the evil one and his accomplices are those who appear clearly in today's gospel. And the Holy Rosary, the favourite prayer of Our Lady, is a sustaining prayer in the battle against the devil and his accomplices, as the Pope teaches us. In this regard, we might remember uh, a blessed of the Church, a holy man called Blessed Bartolo Longo, Italian, born into a wealthy family in 1841, near Brindisi in southern Italy. His parents were committed Catholics, but Bartolo, when he went to university, he was very keen to study law, he got involved in a lot of anti-Catholic activity. And there was quite a lot of opposition to the church and to the Pope in Italy at that time. And he got involved not only in anti-Catholic thought or activity, but also in the occult and witchcraft, to the extent that Bartolo actually became a satanic priest of some sort. And this led him very far from our Lord and from the church, as one might imagine. In fact, it also caused him a great deal of, of personal suffering. He was going downhill humanly, not to mind spiritually. And at that stage, a good friend of his from his hometown, a fellow called Vincenzo Pepe, became deeply concerned for Bartolo's welfare. And he actually convinced him to give up Satanism and brought him to see a priest, a Dominican priest, who encouraged Bartolo a great deal and encouraged him to say the rosary. And through the rosary, Bartolo came back to Christ. He came back to the Lord through his devotion to Mary, especially through the rosary. He was particularly inspired by the saying of St. Dominic. The person who propagates my rosary will be saved. So Bartolo was on this journey back to God through Our Lady, through the power of the rosary. And for the rest of his life, he, he was very uh, concerned to promote the rosary among people. He also helped caring a lot for the sick and for the poor in the places where he lived. He eventually settled in Pompeii. He married Mariano, Mariana de Fusco in 1885 and they set up, they established the shrine of Our Lady of the Rosary in Pompeii, which, uh, which has been visited by a number of the popes and is a great shrine. Pope St. John Paul II beatified Bartolo Longo on the 26th of October 1980 and called him the Apostle of the Rosary. His feast day is the 5th of October. We could ask Our Lady as we come to finish these 10 minutes of prayer that we would have a great love for the Rosary. And this month of October is a great time to discover and rediscover its immense beauty. It is really a compendium of the Gospel a meditation on you, Lord Jesus, through the eyes and the heart of your mother. What could be more valuable than that? I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 
16 past the hour on daybreak. We'll begin praying the Liturgy of the Hours in just a few minutes. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, October 8, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin this liturgical day. We join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. 
I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me. Lord of hosts, let not those who seek you be dismayed through me. God of Israel, it is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in the morning, then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now. now. And will be forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me, ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion for counselors. Not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. I needed, I needed food, food, and they, they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. 
Seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek the Lord, and and you will live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds. Make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and and you will live. The Lord will teach us his ways, and we will follow in his footsteps. From the first letter of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. All under the yoke of slavery must regard their masters as worthy of full respect. Otherwise, the name of God and the church's teaching suffer abuse. Those slaves whose masters are brothers in the faith must not take liberties with them on that account. They must perform their tasks even more faithfully since those who will profit from their work are believers and beloved brothers. These are the things you must teach and preach. Whoever teaches in any other way, not holding to the sound doctrines of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching proper to true religion, should be recognized as both conceited and ignorant, a sick man in his passion for polemics and controversy. From these come envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions. In a word, the bickering of men with twisted minds who have lost all sense of truth. Such men value religion only as a means of personal gain. There is, of course, great gain in religion, provided one is content with a sufficiency We brought nothing into this world, nor have we the power to take anything out. If we have food and clothing, we have all that we need. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and a trap. They are letting themselves be captured by foolish and harmful desires which drag men down to ruin and destruction. The love of money is the root of all evil. Some men in their passion for it have strayed from the faith 
and have come to grief amid great pain. The Word of the Lord Do not worry about your life and what you are to eat, nor about your body and what you are to wear. Surely life is worth more than food, and the body is more valuable than clothes. As long as we have food and clothing, we should be content. Surely life is worth more than food, and the body is more valuable than clothes. A reading from the first instruction by St. Vincent of Larens, priest. Is there to be no development of religion in the Church of Christ? Certainly there is to be development, and on the largest scale. Who can be so grudging to men, so full of hate for God, as to try to prevent it? But it must truly be development of the faith, not alteration of the faith. Development means that each thing expands to be itself, while alteration means that a thing is changed from one thing into another. The understanding, knowledge, and wisdom of one and all of individuals as well as of the whole church, ought to then make great and vigorous progress with the passing of the ages and the centuries, but only along its own line of development, that is, with the same doctrine, the same meaning, and the same import. The religion of souls should follow the law of development of bodies. Though bodies develop and unfold their component parts with the passing of the years, they always remain what they were. There is a great difference between the flower of childhood and the maturity of age. But those who become old are the very same people who were once young. Though the condition and appearance of one and the same individual may change, it is one and the same nature, one and the same person. The tiny members of unweaned children and the grown members of young men are still the same members. Men have the same number of limbs as children. Whatever develops at a later age was already present in seminal form. There is nothing new in old age that was not already latent in childhood. There is no doubt, then, that the legitimate and correct rule of development, the established and wonderful order of growth, is this. In older people, the fullness of years always brings to completion— those members and forms that the wisdom of the Creator fashioned beforehand in their earlier years. If, however, the human form were to turn into some shape that did not belong to its own nature, or even if something were added to the sum of its members or subtracted from it, the whole body would necessarily perish, or become grotesque, or at least be enfeebled. In the same way, the doctrine of the Christian religion should properly follow these laws of development, that is, by becoming firmer over the years, more ample in the course of time, more exalted as it advances in age. In ancient times, our ancestors sowed the good seed in the harvest field of the church. It would be very wrong and unfitting if we, their descendants, were to reap not the genuine wheat of truth, but the intrusive growth of error. On the contrary, what is right and fitting is this. There should be no inconsistency between first and last, but we should reap true doctrine from the growth of true teaching, so that when in the course of time those sowings yield an increase, it may flourish and be tended in our day also.
Israel, listen to the statutes and decrees which I am teaching you. Do Do not not add add to what what I command you, nor subtract from it. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Do not add to what I command you, nor subtract from it. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and the desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes in conversation with God in morning prayer. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, October 8th, 2021, Friday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, I am tempted to say to the naysayers of the Lord, Oh, come on now. It's from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Now he was casting out a demon that was dumb. When the demon had gone out, the dumb man spoke, and the people marveled. But some of them said, He casts out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. Others, to test him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. If I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when one stronger than he assails him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. He who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he passes through waterless places seeking rest. And finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than himself and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. The Our Father reminds us that prayer is not about changing God's mind, but about God changing our hearts. 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is our third petition to God in the Our Father. We want to draw down from the Lord the graces necessary so that we may do His will on earth, just as the blessed do His will in heaven. The best prayer is that which transforms our desire into His desire. Then we will be able to tell Jesus with joy, Not my will, but thine be done. I want only what you want. This indeed is the principal purpose of all prayer, that we identify ourselves entirely with the divine will. If we pray with this spirit, we can always be sure our prayer is answered. Surely there is no one more interested in our welfare and happiness than the Lord is. Sometimes, without our even realizing it, we may want our own will to be done. We may pray fervently that the divine will coincide with our own. St. James writes, You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Whenever we say, Lord, thy will be done, we need to be fully open to God's loving providence. Even when God's plans at first sight seem to portend nothing but disaster, we have to see things with supernatural vision. There is a higher plane of existence which we do not fully appreciate. The ominous turn of events will perhaps serve as the necessary shadow in a beautiful work of art. After all, is not God's wisdom infinitely greater than our own? If we ask Him for bread, will He give us a stone? Is not God our Father? Abba, Father, true prayer is possible only when there is trust and confidence. Lord, if it pleases You, grant me. God knows best. He is infinitely good. He wants the best for us, although there may be times when what we want is something different. Let us recall the example of Mary of Bethany. She sent an urgent message to Jesus to come and cure her brother Lazarus, who was on the point of death. Jesus did not cure him. He chose, instead, to bring him back to life. He is wisdom itself, and we are the ignorant ones. Jesus has an all-encompassing view of creation of our entire life and of that of our friends. In comparison, we creatures can scarcely comprehend the complex nature of what is going on at this very moment. What we see in our impatience and in an incomplete manner, God sees in all its totality. We do not really know how to pray for what are in fact our best interests. The Holy Spirit gently leads us in the right direction. We cannot so much as pray, God willing, without His guidance and support. Our challenge is for us to want the will of God in everything, to accept it with joy, to love it no matter how difficult or incomprehensible it appears. This is not the capitulation of the weak before the strong. It is a manifestation of the trust between a son and his father. The father's goodness teaches us to become fully human, to discover the grandeur of our divine filiation. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer. God, 
come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Truly we know our offenses, Lord. 
for we have sinned against you. Truly we know know our offenses, Lord, for we have have sinned sinned against against you. you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, spurn us not, Disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. The Lord is God. We are his people, the flock he shepherds. The The Lord Lord is God. God. We We are are his his people, people, the the flock flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us pray. God, Devoted to us as a father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us, your people, to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The The Lord Lord is God. We are are his people, the the flock he shepherds. A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. I willingly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, 
with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, it is then that I am strong. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. Make known to me the path I must walk. Be Be merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At daybreak, be merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, All the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Raising our eyes to Christ, who was born and died and rose again for his people, let us cry out, Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Blessed are you, Jesus, Redeemer of mankind. You did not hesitate to undergo your passion and death. To redeem us by your precious blood. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You promised that you would provide living water, the fountain of eternal life. Pour forth your Spirit upon all men. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You send disciples to preach the gospel to all nations. Help them to extend the victory of your cross. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. You have given the sick and the suffering a share in your cross. Give them patience and strength. Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as As we we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, all-powerful, let your radiance dawn in our lives, that we may walk in the light of your law, with you as our leader. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, join us tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central for the anniversary of the Apparition Mass from the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, the only approved Marian apparition site in the U.S. That's tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central. Morning air next. I'm Paul Sadek. See you tomorrow. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.